welcome to Grace for Today. I am Minister Marie Cofield, and I bring you greetings from Zion Hill Family Church right here in Pineville, Louisiana. And I'm excited to share with you on today what God has to say in his word. Today, we're going to be studying from the book of Nahum. Nahum is another one of the minor prophets in the Old Testament Bible. So we're going to be studying from Nahum today. There are some interesting things, again, uh, that we have for you. I was with you on last week uh, where we studied the book of Micah, and now we've moved on to the book of Nahum. Oh, last week uh, when we talked about Micah, we saw how God judged the people who lived in Judah and Israel for their wickedness. You know, I told you they had begun to serve idol gods and worship idols, and they violated the first of the Ten Commandments. So today we're going to see what he's saying today through the prophet Nahum uh, to the people. Today, um, God judges the Assyrians. Assyria today comprises of the countries like Iraq, Kuwait, and points of Turkey and Iran. The book of Nahum is sort of like a sequel or a continuation of the book of Jonah because the people that they're primarily speaking to today are the people of Nineveh. Nahum predicts the destruction of Nineveh, uh, which is the capital city of the Assyrian Empire. You remember I said the Assyrian Empire comprised of the countries of Iraq, Iran, Kuwait, all these countries over in the Middle East. But Nineveh today is Mosul, Iraq. That is Nineveh. This area today is known for a lot of the ISIS activity. So that gives you a little glimpse at what the people in Nineveh is sort of like because these people uh, who are affiliated with these groups, you know, these people are hatreds. They hate God's people. Uh, they don't worship the true and living God. This city, Nineveh, it was very, in its day, very, very wealthy. It was the commercial center of the world in its time. But all their wealth did not come from trades. Part of their wealth came through deceitful practices stealing from other nations. The people were evil, evil, evil. And when I say evil, they were evil and wicked. They used heinous methods in dealing with the people. They were very, very cruel. They were cruel, evil, and wicked. God made it clear that this is not the way to gain wealth, even to this very day. Being cruel and wicked is not the way to gain wealth. 
God has a wealth plan in place, and that's another story for another day and time, and I'll be happy to share that with you, you know, when the time is right. But God has a, a wealth plan, but they were going about it all the wrong way. Last week, I told you how the people in Judah and Israel had broken that first commandment. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. The people of Nineveh, they also worshipped false gods. They worshipped idols. But in addition to that, those people, they were mean, 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 and evil. And you have not seen evil yet. We live in the luxuries here in this United States of America, and the things that you see, you think is evil. Well, you haven't seen evil until you have confronted people like those folks that stayed in Nineveh. Those folks would kill you and take what they want from you. The commandment says, thou shall not kill. That is the sixth commandment of God. Thou shall not kill. It is unlawful. It is unlawful under the laws of God, and it is unlawful under the laws of the land to unlawfully take another human life. That is called murder. They would murder you. They had no problem killing a person. These folks in Nineveh could kill you and blank their eye and say, pull another number. That's how evil they were. They had no empathy, no feeling at all, no emotions about the wrong things that they did. They had no empathy and no emotions even when they killed somebody. It was just like killing rabbits, killing squirrels to them. They would kill children in front of their parents. They would even kill children in the arms of their parents. That's cruel. They would kill fathers and mothers standing right in front of their children. They would slaughter people. They would decapitate them, burn them to death. These folks were pure evil. Jesus said in Matthew 26, he says, if you live by the sword, you will die by the sword. Brothers and sisters, don't make it a habit in doing injustice towards people. Don't make it a habit of carrying your peace, as you may say to do harm to somebody. Because if you live by the sword, you'll die by the sword. And that sword is your weapon. Whatever weapon it is that you choose, it could be a sword in the natural, it could be a knife. Your sword can be a gun. But whatever it is, if you are packing, that means you are walking around expecting trouble. Brothers and sisters, 
we have to learn to live in this world in peace. The people of Nineveh, they violated the same uh, commandment, killing. You know, God was not pleased with that. God was not pleased with their heinous acts. As a matter of fact, they were actually killing God's people, his very elect, the chosen children of Israel. They were killing the people of God and taking their possessions, taking their wealth away from them. They also violated the, uh, the eighth commandment, which is thou should not steal. Taking something that doesn't belong to you, that's stealing, brothers and sisters. Whether you take it without them looking at you, you could take it by force, take it at gunpoint. Either way, you try to dress it up, you're stealing from someone, and that is a sin that does not please God. And you have all kinds of thieves. You have pickpockets, purse snatchers, people nowadays who steal your identity. Yes, they steal your identity. They steal your name, your social security number. They go out and they purchase things in your name and they keep the goods. They forge your signature, brothers and sisters. That's stealing. When was the last time you signed somebody's name for something? When was the last time you picked up something and put it in your pocket or your purse, and it didn't belong to you. No matter how small or big it is, brothers and sisters, that's stealing. You know what? People even steal from God, yes. Yes, they do. People steal from God. How do they steal from God? The Bible tells you. God even said it himself. He said, you have robbed me. How have you robbed me? You've robbed me, he says, in tithes and offering. That's another story when we get to the book of Malachi. Why would you rob God? Think about it. That is stealing. The people of Nineveh, they killed for what they wanted. They stole what they wanted. They committed all kinds of heinous acts to, to push their agenda. They took away people's homes, their farms, their possessions. They took it to push their own agenda to gain all kinds of wealth. God said it is wrong 
to steal from others. The city of Nineveh was about 30 miles long and about 10 miles wide. But the inner city of Nineveh was about three miles long and one and a half miles wide. The inner city, that was, you could say, like the downtown part of the city. That's where, that was the business district of Nineveh. That part of Nineveh was surrounded and protected by a wall. And this wall was about 100 feet high. And it was wide enough for four chariots to sit side by side. That is a big wall. The city of Nineveh was surrounded, or the inner city of Nineveh, was surrounded by this high, thick wall. And the, the prophet Nahum is here on today. And he came to prophesy to the people of Nineveh, just like Jonah prophesied to the people of Nineveh, God sent another man to prophesy. He told him to tell the people that there was going to be a sudden and great flood in Nineveh. He told them that the Tigris River, that this river is going to suddenly overflow and it's going to destroy the great wall of the city. They will be left exposed. The city will be left exposed. You know, when you are left exposed by the protective covering of God, you are in trouble. Isaiah says that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. Folks, the wall here, which is their protective covering, you know, in the spiritual realm, God is our protective covering. But in the natural here in Nineveh, this wall was their protective covering. The wall was going to be destroyed by a sudden great flood. The enemy was going to come in when those walls get destroyed. He was going to come in and kill the people, including the women and children. Just like Nahum said, and they were going to pile their dead bodies in big heaps in the streets of the city. Those people who would have survived this ordeal, those people were going to be taken into captivity. This is what Nahum is telling the people of Nineveh during this time. The great flood is coming. It's going to be a sudden flood. In other words, you're not going to even know that it's upon you. The next thing that you know, water is going to come gushing in to the city, and the walls are going to be destroyed. 
then the enemy forces, the great army is going to come in and destroy the people of Nineveh and the buildings. The people of Nineveh experienced a very, very bad ordeal. The things happened that Nahum had predicted. The survivors were led into captivity. They were led into captivity in Babylon. This also proved, you know, because this word came to pass, it also proved that Nahum was a true man of God. How so? Because the word of God tells us in Deuteronomy 18, verses 21 and 22, how you will know a true prophet, a true man of God. Simply put, what they said will come to pass. What Nahum had predicted it came to pass. What can we take from this lesson? God will not leave the guilty, the unjust people. He, they will not go unpunished. Maybe you're going through something in your life. Maybe someone have done you wrong. Maybe they appear to have gotten away with it. But saints, nobody, absolutely nobody can sin and get away with it. No one will do God's people wrong and get away with it. You're God's child. You're his sons and his daughters. If there are people in your life who are doing you wrong, and it appears to you that they are getting away and you feel like that you know you're the victim and they're getting away with all the injustice and wrong that they have done towards you, guess what? They don't get away with it. There is, brothers and sisters, there is always, always a day of reckoning People will pay for their sins. You may have been wronged by somebody, but you find it in your heart, brothers and sisters, to forgive that person. You know, when a person has done you wrong, it really is, trust me, because I've lived this. It is hard sometimes to forgive that person who have done you wrong, but you have to ask God to come into your life and acknowledge the fact that, Lord, I need you to help me to forgive this person who have wronged me. Forgive this person who hurt me and hurt me deeply. Forgive this person who stole from me. Ask God to send 
his helper, the Holy Ghost, into your life to help you to forgive that other person. Don't be like the people of Nineveh. Love God and put your faith in God. Try your very best, brothers and sisters, to live right. Try to do right. First of all, start with step one. Step one is accept God as your Savior through his son, Jesus Christ. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that's step one. Do that today. Jesus Christ will forgive you of your sins and he will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. He will cleanse you of wrong thoughts. He will cleanse you of the wrong things that you have done in your life. If you repent and ask him for forgiveness, he said he will forgive you. Try to live right. Try to treat other people right. Be conscious about it. Make a conscious effort to live right and do right. Make a conscious effort to treat the people of God right, even your enemies. Jesus says, love your enemies. Love those who despitefully use you. In other words, brothers and sisters, we have to learn to love everybody in spite of. If you don't know God, or you have stepped away from God, call the number on the screen. Right there at the bottom of your screen, call that number. Someone is waiting at the other end of the line to pray with you. And if you don't have a church home, we'll be glad to have you right here at Zion Hill. We are family. That's why we are called Zion Hill Church Family. We love you, brothers and sisters. May God bless you, and may God keep you until we meet again. Be blessed.